Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. If Mensa had a test for smartass, this guy would score off the charts. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine, coming to you on uh, Monday evening. Yeah, it's Monday evening at 6.24 p.m. I'll tell you why. We are pre-recording this in just a minute. But in tonight's show, hey, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about Suge Pipes because that goes somewhat along with my guest. My guest tonight is uh, Ping Zan. Ping is uh, from China and uh, making some beautiful handmade high-grade pipes there. And then in music, I found a new band with some young guys. And guess what? All these young guys, hey, they're uh, they're pipe smokers, and that's how I found them. Uh, we'll do mailbag and then rant about, oh, uh, yeah, I'll do the rant from last week that I was going to do, but I didn't feel like doing it. I'm feeling like taking a shot at uh, Microsoft and Apple all in one shot. <laughs> See how that works out. Um, all, right, all right, so it's been a busy uh, busy couple of days, busy week around here. Again, more end of the school year festivities. Uh, did not make it out to the races this year. Had some... Uh, had some stuff come up that uh, just kind of crunched the time and couldn't get out to the races, but was able to watch them. And you know what? Thankfully, I didn't go because the races weren't all that exciting to watch on TV. And if you're in the stands for a race that's not exciting on TV, it's even worse. Uh, I did get a chance to see the uh, the movie Tomorrowland. Was excited to see that Uh based off of, a li- lightly off of uh, Walt Disney's view of the world of the future and of tomorrow and how dreamers uh, really work. Here's my, uh, go see the movie if you want to. I'm not going to give a review of it. But what I will say is that, you know, a movie nowadays that goes back to the 1964 World's Fair and there's not one person smoking in the entire World's Fair... I mean, that's just a sanitization of history for uh, current motion picture ratings and reviews. Uh, they did that with, uh, with, the, with the movie about uh, Mary Poppins. They did that with Saving Mr. Banks. There was only one shot of Walt smoking, and then again, Disneyland in the 1960s, nobody smoking at all. Uh, it did make me think, though, you know, even when they went to the future, there was no smoking, but if you look at Star Trek done in 1966 and uh, nobody smoked in the future star wars 1967 that was or 1977 that was a a long time ago in a galaxy far far away and uh, nobody was smoking there uh back to the future we're in 2015 there wasn't a lot of smoking going on in that movie either so maybe we're trying to uh sanitize ourselves out of movies all right, let's get the show rolling since we're still smoking here and having a good time. In uh, just a minute, pipe parts, but right now, everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you to the McBaron Tobacco Company, and here we go. What are you looking for in a pipe? 
Is it the quality of aged briar? Is it a certain shape or finish? Maybe it's the sound engineering that ensures an effortless, smooth draw with each and every puff. That's exactly the kind of pipe Savinelli has delivered for generations now. With such a variety of shapes, finishes, and sizes, it's easy to find something that fits your sensibility and style. Just this year, we've expanded our lineup to include the Bianca, the Lancelotto, the 2015 Collection, and the final installment in the Leonardo da Vinci line, the Vitruvio. For a bolder style, try our more colorful 2015 editions as well. The exotic cashmere, the sultry licoricea, and the striking archipelago red. So whatever you're looking for in a pipe, know there's a Savinelli waiting for you. Contact your local or online retailer to find your Savinelli today. If you're looking for quality, if you're looking for a variety, and if you're looking for someone with a reputation for nothing but the best, you're looking for CupOfJoes.com. CupOfJoes.com has hundreds of pipes to choose from and thousands of different pipe tobaccos. CupOfJoes.com is also your one-stop shop for Peterson Pipes, their exclusive line of Peterson Kelly Pipes. Check out their remodeled website at CupOfJoes.com and be sure to like them on Facebook, CupOfJoes.com. Quality products at extraordinary prices. Welcome back. All right. Oh, forgot to tell you the reason I'm uh, pre-recording tonight's show. Well, for one, our guest was is in China, which is a 12-hour time difference from me, so that was pre-recorded. And uh, reason number two, in about four hours, I get on an airplane and leave for uh, Denmark, where I'll be there for three days. So by the time you're listening to this, I will have... Uh, landed and uh, traveled all the way over there, had dinner, got checked into the hotel, and absolutely collapsed and passed out from a 32-hour travel day. So, what got me thinking about this and all the, uh, you know, we, we know about the Danish tobacco, the Danish pipe factories, we know about the great English and French ones and the Italian ones, and those are all long and storied. Uh, there's been several pipe factories outside of traditional Europe, and I, I kind of want to include Turkey in Europe as well, uh, that have made an impact. In the United States, Dr. Grabo and uh, K. Woody were two big pipe factories making products here. In Africa, we have the Kiko pipe coming from uh, Tanganyika at that point, and then in uh, Israel, the Alpha pipe, which ended up getting bought and merged into uh, Dr. Grabo. In Japan, though, uh, a, a country with a rich heritage in Kisiru pipes and tobacco use as soon as, uh, as soon as it was brought over there, we have the Suge Pipe Company, which is still in production. Uh, Suge started out with the fam it's a family-owned, family-operated business, and started out traditionally where... Uh, grandfather learned in 1924, did an apprenticeship uh, to master the art of the ivory pipe craft. Uh, making these pipes, and these were traditionally smaller pipes. One might consider them to be, uh, you know, opium pipes or little tiny bold, which are called kisuru, and they're meant for a couple of hits of tobacco, and then it goes out. Uh, further on. In 1936, the apprenticeship period was over, and uh, you know the long the long time of that work. And then he became a fully fledged uh, pipe craftsman, 
and the same year in July played a long uh, a long awaited independence as a factory from the production of uh, cigarette holders so then they were into uh, into making ivory cigarette holders and cheroot holders um after the remaining plant is uh, taken advantage of the production facility in the nation's request, it was making stock of wood. So there we begin the wood carving and wood pipes as uh, 1936 comes along. And then, of course, there's an interruption for World War II. Uh, 1945, Japan, the war is over in Japan. Japan is occupied by the United States. And uh, the grandfather, Suge, uh, went back to work making cigarette holders and so on. But at that point, there was also a little bit, and I'm doing some of this from memory, um, there was a little bit of a uh, U.S. influence in what was going on in Japan. Uh, U.S. servicemen were stationed there, and the pipe, uh, the actual tobacco pipe started to grow in requests. So a little bit of that starts to work its way in, and this is how we get into what becomes uh, in the 1950s and the 1960s where Suge actually sent craftsmen to Denmark and to Italy and some to England to start to learn the art of pipe making and bring some of those pipes into Japan. So they became an importer and a manufacturer of pipes in Japan. And to this day, they are one of the largest importers of pipes and pipe tobaccos and cigars and cigar accessories in Japan. However, the most desirable pipes of theirs are their handmade line called Ikebana, uh, the the lineage of pipe makers that have been allowed to work on the Ikebana line is a very rare and few people. They're still using a traditional, uh, a traditional apprenticeship, a traditional, you know, journeyman's training, and now they're on to their fourth, the fourth and uh, most current of students is Kikuchi and she is a young Japanese lady. So if you get a chance, take a look at the Suge Pipes website. Take a look around at the Suge Pipes. They do some factory pipes and then of course the Ikebanas are all handmade and some master craftsmen have worked on those pipes in the past and uh, sometimes I think some of the older uh, Ikebanas as an estate pipe don't always get the price that they would deserve. So there you go, the Suge Pipe Company. Uh, in just a minute, I'll play the interview with Ping, and I will apologize right now for the sound quality. We had some issues with the phone lines between uh, between China and here, and you might hear some levels bouncing around. So if you're using earbuds, I'll give you a little bit of caution. The sound may jump up and down. But in just a minute, Ping will uh, will we'll have the interview with Ping. This is Internet Radio. The year was 1849. Zachary Taylor was sworn in as the 12th president of the United States. The U.S. flag remained fixed at 30 stars. Edgar Allan Poe was found dead in Baltimore. 
Congressman Abraham Lincoln patented a buoying device, the only patent ever filed by a future president. William Bond was the first person to photograph the moon through a telescope. And gold was discovered in far-off California. And in that same year, also in California, Henry Sutliff founded his small tobacco company in San Francisco, founded on the principles of giving the public superior tobacco products for those with very discriminating tastes. Now, 165 years later, that tradition continues. Sutliff Tobacco Company has been setting the standard for pipe tobacco ever since. Take a quiz on our website to have the perfect blend suggestion for your tastes. Or just browse around to explore all of the wide variety of fine products America's oldest pipe tobacco company has to offer. Lots of things have changed since 1849, but Sutliff Tobacco Company's commitment to making the finest pipe tobacco on earth has not. Visit sutliff-tobacco.com for information on where you can find all of your favorite blends, from the sweetest aromatics to the richest English mixtures. Celebrate the history, culture, and future of the pipe at the 16th Annual Pipe and Tobacco Expo. Unique tobaccos and smoking accessories, plus thousands of fascinating pipes for sale and trade. Admission is free. Argosy Casino. For more info, go to gkcpipeclub.com. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and for the first time ever... We have a guest that is actually in the Far East, direct from China. Please welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show, and I'll say this uh, as best as I can in proper Chinese, uh, Zhang Ping, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad uh, to be here. Uh, did I do okay? Yeah. Okay. And Very good. Very good. <laughs> And for those of us in the Western world, uh, Ping is uh, actually... Ping, tell us, what part of China are you in? I'm in the uh, north part of China. Uh, actually, it's the very south part of uh, north, China, uh, north part of China. So it's a very beautiful coastal city. And, uh, you know, it's a kind of a semi uh, island because it's uh, uh, only one side of uh, our city is based the land, the other way is uh, the sea, so it's a very beautiful coastal sea, and uh, the, the weather is very nice and uh, uh, beautiful, especially right now, in the between. So you are not, you're, you're very close to the, uh, to the border with North Korea, but out, <coughs> out on the, yeah. uh, out on the waterfront, and uh, it looks beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and uh, to, uh, to make uh, everybody uh, a little bit more clear that uh, you know uh, when I was in a, a, a pipe making seminar in Jeff's uh, workshop I explained where I located in China specifically and uh, I uh, asked them do you know that you know Chinese map it looks like a chicken so <laughs> anybody just uh, what and uh, you know so I tell them that uh, my city is at the chain of the chicken. So when we go back to the hotel or home and uh, they look up the Google map, they said, holy moly, <laughs> it looks like a chicken. <laughs> so it's very interesting. Yeah. 
I, I will, I will never. Every time I go, every time I have Chinese food now, I will think of you and the map of China as a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, yeah. did you? So you were were you born and raised in that area? Yeah, the same city. I was born and raised, and uh, I'm still living here. So it's uh, because it's beautiful, and <laughs> my parents and my relatives are still here. So, yeah. And you're not too far. Uh, you're not too far away from uh, from Shanghai, where there will be a new uh, a new Disneyland. Yeah, uh, my city actually is uh, close to Beijing and Shanghai. Yeah. There's a, a if I want to go to Beijing, it's a, the flight would be one hour and ten minutes. Wow. So to Shanghai, two hour flight. So relatively uh, close. Yeah. So when did when you were growing up? What did you did you go to school for a trade? No, no. Well, uh, I um, actually I. Uh, uh, before my college, I study everything in, uh, in my city. And uh, I go to another city for my college, which is called Shenyang. And uh, and uh, my major was uh, computer science and technology. So after my uh, graduation, I become a software engineer and for 10 years before I become a full-time pie maker. So I think it's a very common that for a pie maker that pursue a different career other than, you know, pipe making in the beginning, you know. <laughs> and uh, and I uh, talked to, uh, uh, you know, visit many pipe makers in Europe, in U.S. You know, many of them, you know, don't have the, you know, uh, don't have the same, you know, the uh, pipe making career in mind as in the beginning. So yeah. many of them are, you know, engineers or uh, whatever, you know, some of them, I see the hating was the, uh, you know, doctor have a PhD of uh, biology kind of thing. So I think it's a very common thing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> so interesting to know that what, uh, you know, uh, pie makers was, you know, pursue different, different careers before they making pipes. It's very interesting. Now, you mentioned that you were with, uh, you were with Jeff, Jeff Grasick in San Diego mm-hmm. for a pipe making seminar. Yeah. Uh, when did you start yeah. smoking a pipe? How old were you? Well, it was, uh, I think, it was 2009 or 10. I cannot remember the specific date, but uh, it was, you know, already, I already almost 30 years old. I think already 30 years old. And, uh, you know, uh, before I smoke in pipes, I uh, smoke a smoke cigarette, yeah. which I still do. But <laughs> it's a typical, you know, pie maker who <laughs> smokes cigarettes mm-hmm. at the same time, <laughs> smoking pipes. And uh, you know, when I find out there's uh, something like pipe smoking, I was interested, and uh, and I bought. Uh, I think the, the first uh, pipe I bought is the Salinelli, which is very cheap. Because I don't have much money, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> but uh, the experience itself is uh, interesting, but it's not uh, overwhelming. That wow, it's uh, something I want to try for the rest of my life. But uh, you know, it's uh, because the engineering in the in the pipe is not 
uh, superb kind of, you know, for my standard right now. So, but uh, I'm very interested. So I started buying, you know, handmade pipes, which are uh, cheaper ones, uh, made uh, in Italy. And, uh, and now, uh, after a year, I smoking a pipe, you know, I think probably I can make it, you know, by myself. <laughs> and so uh, a year later, uh, 2011, uh, in March, I bought a lathe from the friend of mine. And uh, the lathe is very old, uh, Chinese-made lathe, 20 years old. And, uh, and uh, the accuracy is not quite, uh, you know, uh, spot on, but uh, still working. Actually, I'm still using it, uh, the lathe right now. And uh, so uh, in the beginning, I just uh, tried to use the lathe practice, you know, and uh, know how to use it. And then I bought some blocks of wire and uh, tried to make it. And uh, so from from the first one, the pipe I made is uh, from the uh, block. It's not from the, uh, you know, a kid or something. And uh, the stem is uh, also from a, a rod, not a, a, you know, pre-made stem. So they, uh, in, the, in the process, I learned a lot from, you know, uh, how to do it. Uh, you know, when I, so, and also at the same time, I, uh, gathering all the information I can from, uh, a website such as, uh, Pipemakers Forum and also some other websites. Yeah. And also the, the video in YouTube that, you know, can show some, uh, folk, I can focus on some details, how they make certain things and I can use it. So basically in the beginning, uh, Maybe two years, the uh, first two years I make in pipes. It's just, uh, you know, learn by myself and, uh, you know, self-learning process, which is, you know, take a long time, but uh, I learn a lot. And, uh, and then, you know, I met Tom Elton in Beijing, uh, two years ago. So he, uh, I show him my pipes and, uh, he, uh, tell me that which part uh, I should improve and also share his experience to me that, you know, changed a lot of things and uh, the ways I'm making pipes. So uh, it's very uh, useful tips and otherwise, has, uh, otherwise and, uh, you know, makes me, you know, kind of my techniques uh, jump up to the next level kind of thing. So it's very appreciated for me to, you know, know, know him and, uh, which uh, he's a very, very nice guy and uh, a very generous guy that's uh, sharing, willing to share his knowledge. And uh, <clears throat> and then my pipes, uh, I sent some photos uh, to some pipes. Uh, at a meeting, you know, uh, me with Tom Elton, uh, Pear Buhal and uh, uh, Michael uh, Portot was there as well. And so they say, okay, you go back and making some more pipes and some photos to us, and if it's good, uh, we're gonna carry them on the, uh, on our uh, website. So then I make more pipes and some photos. Then <clears throat> I think the uh, maybe eight months or nine months later, my pipes were showed uh, launched on stand pipes, and uh, it was. Uh, 2013 uh, uh, July, 
and uh, so it's very you know uh, kind of uh, gave me confidence that I can make it if I just uh, make pipes. So next month I quit my job and become a full time pipe maker. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a very interesting experience for me, and uh, <laughs> yeah. What was the hardest part for you to learn about making a pipe? Um, I think it's for it's not. I don't think it's the, the shaping or the shapes are the, the hardest because uh, any pie maker have their own, you know, uh, uh, artistic uh, you know, approach to their shapes, but uh, the inner structure is the uh, Hardest kind of uh, because we, you know, especially in China, that the information, uh, you know, of uh, pie making or how to make pie is not that many, or there's no person or just a few person you can, you know, find or uh, know a little bit more than you. That you know, so to me, you know, I had to uh, get all the information I can to. But to find uh, the best way to make the uh, inner structure right, and also, and also the the inner structure of the stem, you know, uh, because I I know that Sixteen uh, Iverson uh, said once that uh, the most important part of the pipe is the, the last inch, yes, which means the, the last part of the stem. So I. Um, you know, analyze some of the pipes, you know, and uh, also try to, you know, analyze how the whole thing works, and especially the last part. So, so after, you know, uh, figure that out, and then I communicate with, uh, you know, other pie makers. I think uh, many of them are uh, uh, doing the same thing with the same structure, so which means I doing something I did something right. Which is very very good. Yeah. So my you know yeah. So you so you figured that out and then it made your pipes a lot better. Yeah. And also uh you know put the, the technical you know part aside and uh, uh, to a Chinese pie maker which is very, you know, interesting position we have that, uh, you know, right now the biggest market of uh, pipe smoking, pipe uh, making, uh, of pipes in general is in China, yeah. the biggest market in China right now. But, uh, you know, actually, you know, for the, you know, many Chinese people, they think, you know, uh, everything from outside China is better than uh, Chinese made. So it's natural uh, thought. That uh, you know, uh, so for us, for Chinese pie we have to, you know, at least to me, we have to uh, go outside of China first. So that's why I, you know, launched my uh, pipes on fan pipes and the smoking pipes first. But you know, I have a kind of that uh, uh, you know, a certificate some sort that you know approves by the you know. A Western world that when I uh, want to sell my pipes in, in, inside of China, they will say, "Okay, it's a uh, 
they are he already you know get approved from you know the the big names or the famous hype shops. So I think it's something we really, you know as a Chinese pie maker have to do or think about. And uh, and also you know to uh, at the same you know uh, the conversation I had with Tom Elpen two years ago. Uh, and also with care that uh, for a time maker to be successful, they have to make something that you know out, uh, noticeable. Yeah. That you know, if there is type you make uh, put on the table uh, from a distance, uh, a type smoker can uh, recognize that made by you. So I put that uh, you know idea in my mind very you know. Uh, I think that's also my uh, point that I have to make something that's noticeable. So, uh, so then I, you know, try to design something. So something, you know, came up. It's the the rusticated uh, reverse apple. I think uh, any of the pipe smokers know that, which is very good for me, and uh, I'm very happy to come up with that. <laughs> but uh, the thing is, I have to make something else constantly as a uh, creation part of my work. So it's uh, always a challenge and always something you, I have to do, you know. And and uh, I'm enjoying doing it, especially when I make something new, you know. And uh, in the process of making, it's a very enjoyable thing. Yeah. <laughs> You have to you have to discover your own voice as an artist and make yeah. a pipe that looks like something you would smoke. Yeah, of course. I I mostly won't you know make something I won't want to smoke it. Otherwise, what's the point? You know. <laughs> We're gonna take a break right here. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, bamboo and shaping and i want to i want everybody to understand what the chinese tobacco market's like so stay with us we'll be back in just a minute meet josh everyone at smokingpipes.com holds customers as a high priority but nobody interacts with them more personally than josh he's our professor of pipes if you will as a previous professor of history Educating the customer comes easily to him. He loves explaining the history of a particular pipe to a customer or coaching his customer service team. I love to help customers find that perfect piece for their collection. It's my job to make sure there's a smile on the other end of the line, and I'm more than happy to be the one to put it there. And although Josh's job can sometimes be quite demanding, he doesn't mind. He loves his job at SmokingPipes.com. Why? Because I don't just sell pipes. I smoke them. Call us at 1-888-366-0345. That's 1-888-366-0345. Or check us out online at smokingpipes.com. We are quality. We are experts. We are smokingpipes.com. We are back visiting with Ping, and Ping, you're the first pipe maker that I've talked to that has actually talked about what I call, you know, finding your own voice or making it. I, I look at pipe makers and new pipes all the time, and I want to see a pipe that looks like 
somebody else or somebody different and that it's finding your own style and that that's uh that's very refreshing for me to hear thank you so now tell everybody because very few of us have been to china uh where in where in your town can you buy pipe tobacco well there are um few pipe shops well two in my city that I can get tobaccos, but uh, most of them are, you know, aromatic. So, and uh, and right now, especially in China, the tobacco business is, or cigarettes or anything related to tobacco is uh, controlled by the country. So, which means if you sell, uh, you know, a whole bunch of tobacco without a license, you're going to be in trouble. Right. Jail trouble. <laughs> Serious <laughs> trouble. So... <laughs> So most of the you know shops you know uh, selling tobacco uh, privately is not you know being in public. So this is kind of a tricky situation. <laughs> now, are you able to order tobacco through the uh, through the internet from from the U.S. and get it into your country? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, there's one thing you know we can do is order some tobacco from uh, smoking pipes or. Uh, pipe and cigars, you know, uh, any pipes are in U.S. or, or Europe, anywhere. And uh, if you order just a small quantity, it's fine. You know? If you order, you know, whole uh, whole truckload of uh, tobacco, <laughs> you'll be in trouble. <laughs> it just depends on the quantity. <laughs> so, so as long as you order for yourself, you're okay. Mm -hmm. But don't. No. But no, yeah. no going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how much in uh, I I don't know if you can maybe if you can convert it into U.S. dollars for us. How much would a mm -hmm. would a small pouch of pipe tobacco cost you? Uh, I think in general that is uh, I think it's a fifty percent more than the price in uh, in U.S. Wow. Sometimes double, but. Uh, Okay, because <laughs> well, it's uh, better than nothing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, almost double sometimes. Wow, but I I also know that cigarettes are very cheap in China because they make a lot of them there yeah. in China. Yeah, yeah, very cheap. You know, the cigarettes I smoke, uh, you know, hopefully it's uh, one dollar for one pack. <laughs> yeah, it's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some uh, very expensive cigarettes as well, different from U.S. or Europe. You know, I have been to uh, Europe and uh, U.S., so mostly everything is a similar price, you know. But so in China, there are some very expensive cigarettes. For one pack, it's uh, $20, so the cheap ones, the half uh, dollar, <laughs> 50 cents. So wow. it's, uh, very interesting for you guys to to see, I think. <laughs> yeah, and I would hope there would be a big difference in the quality of those cigarettes. Oh, as they say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I cannot. I cannot tell the difference. <laughs> right. So back to pipes. Your uh, your website, which you you don't sell directly off of your website. You sell through <clears> dealers, but. To see some pictures yeah. of wonderful pipes, the website is uh, 
pzhanpipes.com. It's pzanpipes.com. And I'm looking at the website right now, and I'm I'm especially intrigued by the black bamboo. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that a different kind of bamboo, or has that been treated or colored to look that way? Uh, it's a different kind of bamboo. It's the natural color. So uh, the, the, the bamboo you mostly see is uh, yellow bamboo. Yeah. And uh, there's different breeds of bamboo. So uh, we can get the uh, yellow bamboo and also the black bamboo. So it's a uh, uh, different different breed, and uh, we don't do any treatment to the bamboo to look like that. <laughs> it's a natural thing, which is very important. Wow. Now, are are you also able to bend the bamboo to make the curve and the stem the way you want it? Uh, I don't bend bamboo, but, uh, you know, basically I just uh, choose the section of bamboo with the uh, uh, slightly bent, you know, look on it. So, but I think there's a way to bend it. I've never tried it before, so... Maybe later on I can, you know, try it <laughs> sometime, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> so you ha- you have to find the correct bamboo piece that makes the curve yeah. the way you want yeah. the pipe to look. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, basically I have a big collection or uh, bamboo stock in my workshop. So I can go through a dozen bamboo for just one pipe and choose uh, select one, uh, one section. Those bamboo, so yeah, and then and then of course, as you said, your your uh, your more popular pipes are your reverse calabash, where you have the extra mm-hmm. chamber inside, and that requires an extra mm-hmm. large piece of briar in order to make that bigger section in there. Yeah, the uh, I think it's basically my uh, reverse uh, apple is small, so. And uh, I just uh, choose the size that's uh, fit for it and uh, uh, do the rest. And uh, the inner structure is, is not that hard, actually. So, yeah, if you understand the uh, structure, you, if you're a pan maker, you can make it very, very easily. Yeah, you already have the tools and the knowledge of making one pipe, so you can make it. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're a person like me, you can't make anything, and then it looks twice as hard because now you have two large holes in the pipe. <laughs> well, uh, well, maybe sometime you, you should uh, try to make a pipe and no, see what's what. <laughs> no, I will, I will be the only person in the world that will that never wants to make a pipe, and I'll be happy that way. <laughs> Uh, is there are there materials that you can't get in China that you would like to be able to work with, but because you're in China, you can't get them? Well, uh, I think right now, you know, um, I can I can get many uh, different things in China, and uh, but some of the wood, exotic wood, is uh, hard to get or expensive. You no. Know? And uh, but, uh, and also some uh, you know right now uh, in the world, especially in China, that ivory is 
illegal for any kind. Right. So even you get it from uh, Europe legally, if you bring to China, it's uh, illegal. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, I never want to uh, try everything, even if it uh, looks very nice on the pipe. But, uh, you know, for me, uh, there's uh, some, uh, you know, different advantage for using ivory because it's a very uh, delicate material that's easy to crack and also other issues. You know, uh, don't need to mention the, the uh, illegal part of, the, you know, getting the ivory. So, yeah. but uh, I use I use uh, uh, camel bone and uh, corn for the replacement. I'm happy with it. And also boxwood is very nice material to use. So basically I use uh, mostly bamboo, uh, boxwood, corn, and uh, uh, box bone kind of thing. So I'm happy with uh, the things I can use right now. And uh, uh, maybe later on I can try some exotic wood. Uh, but it depends on uh, uh, can I get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was was this past year? Was this the first time you came to the Chicago Pipe Show? Yeah, it's the first time. And uh, uh, actually, the last year I want to go, but for some reason I cannot. So many of the you know friends uh, in U.S. and Europe said you have to come. So this year I said to myself, okay, I definitely gonna go to the Chicago Pipe Show this year. So. This is my first time, and I had a lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, had, had you Thinking ever, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> everything. <laughs> have you ever seen that many pipe smokers in one place before? No, never. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, overwhelming that, you know, if, when I go to the tent, the tent itself, it's, uh, you don't need to smoke anything, kind of. <laughs> but uh, it's very, very, you know, nice to talk to people and meet meet people. And, uh, you know, basically, everybody's so nice and uh, very easy to talk. And, uh, you know, it's very nice, very nice. So uh, I'm planning to go to the Chicago Pipe Show every single year from now on. <laughs> And bring and bring lots of pipes with you, and then take back material and some tobacco with you. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And since your your English is so good, where did you learn English? <clears throat> well, thank you. But uh, my uh, for Chinese uh, young, especially the young generation, we learn English from you know six or. Me, nine or eight or nine years old, and uh, from that point to uh, to college, so oh, it will wow. be decades of uh, learning process. But uh, for most of Chinese people, uh, you know, we don't you know speak that well. We just uh, learning English through the test, yeah. you know. So it's a different different you know uh, education system. So we focus on the test. Hopefully. So, for me, you know, after I graduate from college, I went to uh, the first job I got is a, a software uh, company for outsourcing uh, to Japan. So I learned a little bit Japanese, but uh, not so well. <laughs> but I re really want to go to uh, you know uh, English uh, speaking or <laughs> uh, you know uh, 
or European or U.S. Uh, company. So I take uh, some few lessons of uh, uh, our English. The teacher uh, is from was from Australia, but at the meantime, I have to improve my listening and speaking. So I um, uh, watch the American TV shows. <laughs> so for one, for one for one example that I watched the the TV show called Friends. I think yeah. you know that, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I watched Friends over nine times, two hundred something episodes, wow. all over nine times. <laughs> so. I I just want to tell that, you, you know, <laughs> I just want to tell you that most Americans don't kiss that many people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's just uh, you know uh, taking my time and uh, you know make everything just pour in and absorb unconsciously. Wow. <laughs> That's my key, kind of. <laughs> Ping, we will finish this up yeah. with the fast five final questions. There's no right answer, no wrong answer, just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? Yep. What is your favorite pipe? Well, I don't have uh, one particular favorite, but I adore many of the pipe makers' work, such as Togotomi, Tom Elton, you know, uh, Camellio Mans, uh, Jacks, you know, and uh, I you know, like the work they come up with, and I, I adore them. You have good taste. Uh, what is your Thank favorite you. tobacco? Uh, right now it's the Ashley Ash. I'm sorry, say that one more I time. Smoke it, yeah. Uh, Ashley Ash. Uh, okay. Full Virginia Flake. Yeah. And what is your favorite drink? Ooh. Uh, some, uh, I don't have a particular brand, or, but uh, a little bit of whiskey when I smoke pipe. Just a little. <laughs> Uh, when it's time to relax, do you enjoy a book, a movie, or music? Uh, I think mostly music. When I'm making pipe, I listen to jazz quite a bit to relax my mind. That's, but uh, it's not to, uh, you know, uh, uh, at the meantime, I can work. That, yeah. you know, so uh, music uh, relaxes me. And last question, do you have a favorite pipe-smoking memory that we haven't talked about? Well, I think uh, right now the favorite uh, moment is uh, in the tent of the Chicago Pipe Show and <laughs> and to talk to people. It's a very interesting and, uh, you know, very nice to be there. Yeah, and that's kind of, that first time is hard to beat, so. Yeah. Definitely. So I will look forward to seeing you next year. Uh, I have one favor to ask. If you could please say yeah. something to all the uh, to all the Chinese listeners in uh, in your language. Okay, let me think about it. Uh, 享受抽烟斗的过程，谢谢。Ping, thank you very much, and we'll uh, we'll see you thank next you. year. You too.
We'll be back with the show in just a minute. Craftsmanship, history, tradition. These are the hallmarks of all quality products. From the finest wines bottled in France to the most highly engineered automobiles manufactured in Germany, Denmark has been the one country in the world where craftsmanship, history and tradition have for centuries created the finest pipe tobaccos in the world. Since 1887, the Halberg family have led the pipe tobacco industry through their ownership of Mac Baron Tobacco Company and they continue to create the most sought-after blends in the world today, just as they did over 100 years ago. In keeping with their long history of providing the world with the best tobacco on earth, Mac Barron is proud to announce their newest creation, Modern Virginia, as a loose-cut version and a flake version. Bright and dark, rich Virginia tobaccos have been combined with just a hint of burley for strength in this soft and smooth smoke with delicious fruit undertones. As the world leader in flake tobacco production, Mac Barron is sure that this blend will appeal to the true connoisseurs of traditional Virginia flake tobacco, as well as those who like their tobaccos on the sweeter side. Enjoy the culmination of centuries of experience by picking up a tin of modern Virginia from Mac Barron Tobacco Company. Available at fine tobacconists everywhere. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. This is Internet Radio. I am back, and now uh, three hours until my flight takes off, so I'm going to hurry through this because I've still got to pack. I want to thank Ping for joining me. Do take a look at his pipes. They're really beautiful. Uh, and I want to apologize again for the sound quality because I didn't realize we were getting all kinds of different modulation in there. All right, so for music, I came across a uh, came across a group called Mother Folk, M-O-T-H-E-R-F-O-L-K, four young guys uh, doing their own kind of music, their own kind of style. Uh, the website is motherfolk, motherfolk.com. Check them out, and uh, all four of these guys are uh, pipe smokers. How do I know that? Because I talked to Bobby, and he had some uh, pipe smoking questions that he wanted to ask me, and uh, told me he's a musician, and I found the band, and hope you like it.
though death is my only home The grave's so familiar I could call it my own Cause a loving grace could only go so far As to show my wounds and reveal my scars Medicine I've taken to get well But the aftertaste is that of my own hell The aftertaste is that of my own That song was Defining Me off of their uh, self-titled release, Mother Folk. Go to their website. They're touring all over the place. It's also available for uh, purchase at uh, Bandcamp and iTunes. You got mail. You got mail. You got mail. Let's see. A quick short mailbag. John, John Seiler writes, Hi, Brian. Neat discussion on Briar and Kamoi pipes. But then again, it was from the Kamoi point of view. Uh, I don't think I know James Foster. His Road to Pipes is like so many others. The NOLA Pipe Show sounds like it will be fun. Uh, yeah, and there's a Friday night uh, get-together now at a uh, outdoor patio restaurant that'll be uh, part of it. 
Uh, John goes on to write, uh, the pipe tool app sounds like it is way much, way much too organized to be used by a fuddy-duddy like me. Oh, John, you can use a computer. You can use the pipe tool. Uh, music, BB King, all evening was great. The thrill is gone is the best. Good show. Uh, Voorhees writes, Brian, congrats to your daughter. Good to hear about the upcoming New Orleans pipe show. I've already booked a room and in the planning stages for the trip. I'm stoked as this will be my first big time show. James, a.k.a. Pylorn's interview was interesting and his family pipe smoking history is something I wish I had coming into the hobby. Rest in peace, BB. We shall miss you. And uh, Min Farshaw writes, I recently visited NOLA and met some wonderful people at the New Orleans Pipe Club meeting last Tuesday. Don't know if it was the humidity, but the tobacco tasted extra special in New Orleans. I wonder if everything just tastes extra special in New Orleans. I mean, the beignets, the coffee, the food. Uh, Anyway, now I'm getting really hungry and I'm going to eat airplane food tonight. So, ha. Uh, It goes on, I enjoyed walking around the streets of the French Quarter while smoking my pipe. I'm definitely going to try to fit in the New Orleans Pipe Show into my plans for October. The pipe tool sounds like a great idea. We'll be signing up for it today. Uh, I enjoyed the BB King music. I listened to your pipe show with my early morning pipe. It was a great start to my day. Thanks, Brian. You are very welcome. Hey, anybody uh, check me out on uh, Country Squire Radio last week? That was a lot of fun. Uh want to remind you, next pipe show that I will be attending is the Greater Kansas City pipe show and that's uh june 19th 20th 21st in uh, kansas city missouri at the argosy casino with the most wonderful bathrooms in a hotel room that i've ever seen all right everybody hang on rant time next i'm jeremy reeves head blender of cornell and deal pipe tobacco company At Cornell & Deal, we think the best things in life are better with age, and we are passionate about creating the best possible pipe tobacco available. Fueled by this passion, we introduced the Cellar Series, a collection of blends like no other. While the blends in this series are ready to smoke now, each one has been meticulously designed to optimize depth and complexity as the tobacco ages in the tin. Currently, the Cellar Series is comprised of Oak Alley, Chenet's Cake, Joie de Vivre, Old Grove, and Bourbon Blue, but we will be unveiling new additions to this very special series as time goes on. Pick up a tin to smoke now and save a few for later enjoyment so that you can experience all the richness and subtlety each blend will reveal through the years. Cornell and Deal's Cellar Series. The secret ingredient is time. Contact your local or online retailer for information. Eck? I wish I had a genie who could make it easy to order pipes and tobaccos online. You don't need a genie, sir. Visit fournoggins.com. They stock all your favorite pipes and tobaccos, and every order gets fast personal attention. Orders are packed carefully and shipped quickly by priority mail. Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com. I can still see you, you know. A bit rusty, sir. Fournoggins.com. Oh boy. Cowboy.
Well, about two weeks ago, I had another epic, epic meltdown of my uh, laptop, my PC, my Windows-based little computer here that I work with every day. And once again, it happened after a massive update of Windows garbage. I mean, uh, Windows new stuff, whatever. Anyway, it dropped a whole bunch of programs out, including my biometric uh, swiping login thing and... My sound driver makes doing a radio show really hard when you can't hear shit. Anyway, so I got back on the phone. I paid for the service with Microsoft. I get on the phone with them, and I go to get through the technician. And the technician, the first thing they always do is they try their basics. Did you try this? Reboot. Yeah, whatever. I'm, you know, been around a computer long enough to know. Try turning it off and turning it back on. An hour and 20 minutes later, they hang up on me. Literally, hang up and disconnect the chat. Completely disconnect it. So I'm trying to get back in, and I can't get back into them. So guess what I do? I do a system restore back to a previous date, and everything's working fine. Fine and dandy. Windows kiss my update. There you go. You can't... I ain't doing any more updates from your stupid system. Now, now, here's the fallout. What do I do? I post it on Facebook. And all my friends are posting back, ah, time to go Mac, time to go Mac, time to go Mac, get a Mac, get a Mac, get a Mac. Well, if Macs are so damn wonderful, how come when you go to the Apple store, the people that you have to talk to to get things fixed are geniuses? Why don't they make it so simple that idiots can fix it? I want to go to the idiot bar and have the idiot do the repair for me and fix it. That way, it's a very simple thing. Very simple to operate. Morons should be able to run it. Or idiots. I'll have an idiot, please. Can I have an idiot-proof computer where it takes an idiot to operate it? I think they call those calculators. And that's what I may go back to is just a very simple calculator. All right, everybody, please, please keep leaving us ratings and reviews on iTunes. We appreciate those. Leave a rating or review on Stitcher. Post all your comments on pipesmagazine.com. And if you got any questions, email me directly, brian at pipesmagazine.com. If you've got some extra time right now, there are a couple of great articles about the Chicago Pipe Show on PipesMagazine.com, including uh, What Happens in the Tent Doesn't Stay in the Tent by John Winton. Lori's review of the Pipe Show is on there. And uh, Fred Brown's got a brand new article, The Codger Effect, a lot of stuff going on on the front page of PipesMagazine.com, sitting there waiting for you to read it. And with all that, hey, I'm heading out of here. I'm leaving on a jet plane. I know exactly where I'm going, and I know exactly when I'll be back. We'll be back next week, next Tuesday night, for another show. I'll wrap this up by saying thank you again to Ping for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to the Sutliff Tobacco Company. And until next time. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy trails to you.
Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? 